0: True, authentic connection. We all thirst for it, right? After all, God created humans to be in community. And as women, we especially long for the kind of relational connection where we're truly listened to, supported, prayed over, loved and cared for, and can learn from those who have gone before us and allow us to do the same for other women too. But sometimes that community can be difficult to find or to build. As wonderful as our modern world is, we've kind of lost touch with what real connection looks like in a lot of ways. Plus, when you're working through specific issues or challenges, or when you're on a specific journey with Jesus, you want to be connected with women who are also on the same journey or have gone before you, which is why in today's episode, I'm going to cover three secrets to creating the kind of community we all long for. Plus, I have a special announcement to celebrate the release of this episode, which, can you believe it, is the 50th episode. Don't even know how we got here. (laughs) So whether you want to build a community or join one, sister, keep listening because I have got you covered in so many amazing ways. Let's go. Hey there, amazing lady. Welcome back to the Jesus Empowered Maiden Podcast. I'm Jen Murray, owner of Relatescape, escape where I create, inspire, and motivate Jesus-based empowerment for my sisters in faith. If you're ready to dig deep into the true character of Jesus and our Heavenly Father, to learn who you really are as the daughter of the King, to break free from all the things holding you captive, both internal and external, and to learn how to love yourself in all your beloved uniqueness, you are definitely in the right place. It's time, sister, to claim your female identity, authority, and freedom in Christ like never before. As always, you can learn more and connect with me over at RelateEscape.com. You are loved, you are seen, and you are meant for more. Let's dive in. Sister, welcome to episode 50. Can you believe it? Because I'm not sure I can, to be honest. It seems like just yesterday that I was launching the podcast, and now it h- here it is about six months later and 50 episodes later. And who knows what things will look like when it's at 100 episodes? God is so good and so faithful, and I couldn't be doing this without Him. Or the support of the people he's brought into my life in fact just yesterday I had a first-time call with someone where within 10 minutes of the conversation it was one very clear that this was a God connection that was going to bear fruit in many ways and two that God has some big plans for uh, my business for late escape plans uh, that this new connection will be able to help me with so Who knows, again, where we will be at episode 100. But God built us for community. And as per my example from yesterday's conversation, God works through community. We're not meant to do life alone. And I know from personal experience, that can be a tough thing to hear when the enemy and maybe even other people have worked really hard to convince you otherwise. Or sometimes we just end up convincing ourselves. You know, we we tend to get stuck with ideas like you're too different, you'll never fit in, no one will understand what you're going through, you're just going to get hurt, people just want to use or abuse you, you're not valuable or worthy enough for community, your thoughts or feelings or ideas, you know, what have you, don't matter. Truth is, though, that we need uh, to be in a community of other like minded believers. Um, And that can take multiple forms, right? You know, like there's the church-wide community. um, There's the general women's community, whether it's inside or outside your church or mixture. There's specific communities that will focus on certain areas. Community can take on different forms. But again, from my own personal experience, I know that finding community can sometimes be difficult. So prior to moving to Ohio in 2020, My church experiences up to that point have been in more religious churches that weren't really focused on Jesus. And I shared a bit about those experiences of mine and their challenges a few episodes ago. And One of those challenges was not having a community that was aligned with how God was fashioning me. And for me at that time, it was as a new Christian, um, which, you know, he was fashioning me to be deeply rooted and empowered in him. And I was also married at the time, so moving wasn't an option, so I, I was in, you know, churches that weren't aligned with what God was doing in me. And I know that some of my ladies out there listening to this episode are in similar situations. For others of you, you know, you might be in a very Jesus-centered church, but maybe you're looking to launch or to somehow enhance what your women's community looks like, or perhaps you want to build an online community of some sort. Maybe it's for a church. Maybe it's for your business. But regardless, for you, it's about finding ways to participate in or facilitate actual connection, something that in our modern world can be a real challenge a lot of the time. So you are probably you know, wondering, how can I accomplish that? How do I facilitate actual connection? Sister, whether you want to find a community to plug into, or you want to launch or enhance a community, there are several things that need to be in place, and it's the same things in both uh, instances or situations. If you're looking for a community that you can truly get support from, these things need to exist within that group that you choose. So you want to specifically look for these things if your goal is to start a group or you know enhance a group then you need to also implement these things in order to be successful in facilitating that community especially when it comes to building a community that that truly does thrive and where women are really making true connections and it's not just about them showing up and then doing whatever and then leaving right so, what are these mysterious traits that I refer to? Well, I'm going to tell you, um, and then afterwards, I want to make sure you hang around to the end because I'm going to reveal a super cool and amazing surprise just for you in celebration of today's topic and the fact that this is the 50th episode. Because it's all about you, my Jesus friends. So, all right, let's dive in um, and get right into it. You know, I like to do that. So. The first trait, the first thing, whatever word you want to use, a community needs to have, whether it's in person or online, is number one, less programming and more space for organic conversations and connections. Less programming and more space for organic conversations and connections. Now, I say less programming for a specific reason. Because overall, the Big C Church has gotten really, really good at centering everything around a program. And when I say program, I mean something like a Bible study, a workbook series, a video series, something along those lines, right? And don't get me wrong, there's nothing wrong with expanding one's knowledge or doing group studies, and God can and does certainly move through those kinds of experiences. However, the problem is that when every group whether it's in person or online, is a hundred percent focused on a program. That means there's little or no time or space for actual connection. And this is especially true when the group happens to be in person. So what happens is, is the schedule tends to resemble something like the members show up at the appointed time, there's maybe an opening prayer, their group goes through the part of the program for that week. Again, it could be a Bible study. It could be a workbook chapter, whatever it is. There's closing prayer, and then everybody goes home. And typically, in a schedule like that, that means there is zero room for organic conversation. There's no scheduled space where members can just talk freely with whomever about whatever, Right. An organic conversation is how real connection is made. It's not about people just being in the same space. When people are allowed to just kind of, I'm going to use mingle for the lack of a better word, um, when people can ask each other questions, they share their stories, right? And story sharing is, is a big part of how we connect as humans. We find out what we have in common with other people or how we can help each other. That is where the connection truly happens. But it has to be planned for and accounted for within the group structure. There has to be space scheduled for that time, whether it's just a free half hour before or after the, you know, the programming part of it. Maybe it's a meal or snack time. Food always, always is a good thing to have uh, to facilitate and go along with organic conversation, right? That's why there's something about eating a meal together with others that just everybody just starts talking and sharing, Right. Women are seeking a group to find connection. Yes, the programming can be helpful and it might be a focus, but women need the connection, which makes this point very, very pivotal because if your attendees can't connect with others, you're not serving them. They're not getting what they need, which is community. And by the way, if you're uh, not doing something in person, but your case is an online situation, Giving room for organic conversation will look like ensuring that not every post is focused on the Bible study or course, whatever program the group is attached to or centered around. Or if you're a business, right, and you have some kind of online group, it's not about whatever you're selling, right? And you also need to be clearly communicating that the group, you know, to the group, that the group is about their needs and provide prompts for discussion along those lines to help them open up and share. Again, it's about the members first and foremost, which brings me to my next point. The second thing a community needs to do, whether, again, it's in person or online, is number two, serve the needs of the group members over our own ideas or goals for the group. Let me say that again, because this might be a tad bit controversial. It needs to serve... The Sorry, let me say it again. The community needs to serve the needs of the group members over our own ideas or goals for the group. So here's the deal. When we start a community, we have an idea of what it will be, right? And that include in a, an idea or calling from God. Maybe it's something that he planned with us. It can also include some of our own vision a bit too, right? Especially if you're entrepreneurial or you've done this type of thing before, you might have an idea of what this could turn into. But whether you're starting a group online or in person, the main focus over everything else is to serve the women who are in the group. It's about them. It's not about us or our vision. Just because we have an idea of what a group could look like or be doesn't mean that that's 100% aligned with what the members actually need. If God calls us to serve women, whether that's like women in general or a specific type of women, women with a specific challenge or need, it's about meeting their needs through God's ultimate vision. It's not about our vision. And I say God's ultimate vision because he doesn't usually show us the entire vision up front, right? He might just tell us to start a group, not giving us any more direction until we've obeyed that first step in faith in starting the group. And then when he gives us additional direction, we need to be open to that, even if it doesn't line up with what we've envisioned or kind of planned out in our heads. It's about what God's doing in the kingdom, and thus what he tells us to do since we're partnering with him and keeping the needs of the group above our own ideas. Too often, the challenge or the situation that happens is that groups are launched either without any input or focus on Jesus and what he wants to do, or without allowing any change, right, to the human-made plans or goals. It's always, always about what Jesus wants to do. And along with that, it's about what the needs of the group are because those two things are going to be aligned. If Jesus brings you to a group of, you know, brings you a group of women who will most majority will ask for the same thing or raise their hand and say, like, this is my most pressing need, it's for a reason, Right. That thing that they're asking for might not be what you plan on focusing on or offering, but it's what Jesus wants you to supply to help those women. Now, to look at this in a practical manner, what this means practically speaking, it means a few things. So the group leader or leaders should always be asking Jesus what he wants to do in the group. They should always be checking in. It should be about what Jesus wants to do, and this should be apparent Uh, For those looking for, you know, should I join this group? It should be apparent in how those leaders are communicating to the group, how open they are to change, to, you know, taking suggestions and feedback, to hearing the needs of the group members, those kinds of things. Secondly, the group leader or leaders should also be providing space for those organic conversations to take place. Because if there isn't time and space for people to just talk, and to share what's on their hearts and minds and what they're struggling with, how will the leaders ever know what the group's needs are? If the group is hyper-focused, and when I say the group, like the structure of it, and the leaders are hyper-focused on only the program, and there's no room for conversations outside of that, then there's no room to learn anything, okay? So you see how these go together? Organic conversations are important for the members to facilitate connections among themselves, but they're also important in the sense of the leaders understanding what the needs of the group are. Thirdly, the leader or leaders needs to be willing to throw even the best laid plans straight out the window if the group or Jesus brings up a different need. And they shouldn't be, you know, like making the group members feel bad about it or like, kind of like having like a, a pity party that their work got thrown out. If they have a pity party, it should be in private, right? Ideally, instead, you want them to, you know, to be happy to lean into whatever Jesus wants to do to help the women in the group. And finally, their group leader um, or leaders need to make it easy to facilitate conversation, right? To, to facilitate that organic conversation. That's important for several reasons. And for the group members to share about their day and their needs and their struggles and their breakthroughs and just all the things that you want them to talk about and share and connect with each other with. And this ties into my next point. The third thing a community needs to be, again, whether it's in person or online, is it needs to be attentive, focused, and organized. Attentive, focused, and organized. Okay, I know. That sounds like three things, <laughs> not one, but they all tie together. So, remember how I said uh towards the, you know, beginning of this episode that in our modern world making real connections can be difficult and it's almost as if we've kind of forgotten how to do that in a lot of ways. This is one of those ways. When we're talking about focus, attention, and and being organized. Cuz in a world where we're busy, And secular culture, you know, loves to tote that busier equals better. Just totally lie. You know, when we're subject to a dozen types of notifications, that can instantly divert our attention, both at home and at work, right? We have app notifications, email notifications, IMs, text messages, and it's not enough that you can just check your email and see that you've gotten an email. You have to have an email notification in the corner, like, it's so many things, right? Also, our attention span is has gone down to mere seconds, right? Seconds, think about that. I, you look at those things and yeah, I would have to say that we've learned to do the opposite of what facilitates real connection. Things like giving somebody our attention for as long as they need, right? Minutes, an hour, maybe they need several hours, You know, keeping our full attention on the other person rather than allowing ourselves to be distracted, looking at our phone while somebody's talking. I see that so much. Actually hearing everything that they're saying, right, rather than, you know, thinking about checking our email or watching the next cat video. Culture has gotten really good at teaching us how not to connect, really connect Not like the false version that social media likes to say, like, this is connecting. It's like, no, it's just stuff on a platform. Culture has taught us how not to connect in so many ways. Now, I'm not saying that we shouldn't have email or apps or text messages. However, as with anything else, as Christians, we are to use kingdom wisdom and be good stewards of our time and our energy and our resources, including technology, and we need to be good stewards of where we focus. And we're also called to love others, right? That is like the one of the main callings as a Christian. But in order to love someone, we need to give them our full attention. We need to let them know that we're really truly present in that moment and listening and taking in and thinking about what they are sharing. And if we're running a group to bring this back home, right, if we're running a group, we also need to provide an organized space or avenue for the members to do that sharing, preferably one also without distractions. Because if women don't feel heard, if they can tell that no one is really listening, if they don't have a readily accessible space to speak up or help encourage other women, that's a huge blocker to building relationships and community. And if the group, especially if it's online, has distractions that can easily steal a member's attention, that's also a blocker. These points that I've just hit, these are reasons why people are like moving away from using Facebook groups, for example, just to help illustrate this and kind of a real life example and drive it home. Because one, whether you're running the group or posting a need as a member, not everybody is even going to see your content or your post. The Facebook algorithm decides that. Two, Facebook's goal is not to facilitate real connection like we're talking about in this episode, right? Or, or what I would consider like real biblical connection. Like the kind of connection that Jesus would have would have sought and facilitated. Facebook's goal is to keep you on the platform for as long as possible because that means it can sell more ad space, which means it makes more money. So, while you're in a group, you find yourself tempted by alerts and stories and all these things that can steal your attention and also your time from maybe a post of somebody who is really in need. And now we can't even focus on this person's need, right? In a real life group, this would look like um, this looks like having a schedule with you know zero time for organic conversations or focusing on the program over the people. Again, see how this all works together, right? There's that organic conversation piece again. Or it looks like not having an easy way for people to share email addresses and cell phone numbers if they want to, so they can, you know, it makes communication and connection easier. Can also look like changing up the schedule at the last minute, not because Jesus said to or because a need came up from the group, but because there's this, you know, sudden desire to do this new and great thing. It can also be group leaders not making additional time. to hear from the members concerning their needs or struggles or how the group itself is or isn't working for them? All that to say, loving people means giving them our full attention, really, truly listening to them, and keeping things organized so that expectations are clear about how they can connect with each other and through whoever's leading the group. Again, it's about the people being served in the group first and foremost, right? After doing what Jesus wants, of course. Or should I say, to make a segue here, should I say it's about you, my Jesus maiden? So this brings me to my exciting announcement. Are you ready? Are you on the edge of your seat? I hope you are. So my goal today with this episode was to equip you with wisdom in either you know launching or overseeing a group or finding one to join because community is important. But I also wanted to open up a community to you. So in celebration of my 50th episode starting right now, you can join the official Relate Escape Jesus Empowered Maiden online community. It's totally free, it's totally amazing. And completely and utterly all about you. So all those things that I just talked about in this episode, I want those for you. As a woman who is pursuing Jesus and your empowerment in him, I want you to have a place to A, connect with and find support from other women like yourself, and B to easily connect with me. Because my number one goal is to just is to support and serve you. I want to hear from you. I want to understand what your top needs are, your struggles are, so I can provide resources to help meet those needs. I want to be available in a direct scenario to answer questions, to allow us to get to know each other better, and just see what insanely amazing things Jesus wants to do through our relationship with each other. So the Relate Escape Jesus Empowered Maiden online community is symbol of points to really drive this home. First. It is all about you. I know I've said that already, but it really truly is. It's all about you. It's not about my vision for the community. I don't have one. I simply feel prompted to open the community and to invite you. It's simply about coming together and us connecting. We're going to see where Jesus takes it, okay? And that is going to be in line with what your needs are. Secondly, this online community is going to be free from programming. And it's going to be set up for organic conversations. We're going to meet those needs that I just talked about. There is no agenda or study attached to the group. Our main priority is just connection, organic connection, learning about each other, praying for each other, helping each other, all of those wonderful things, just being with each other. Thirdly, the online community is going to be built, or I should say is it is built, in an organized and distraction-free manner. So first, instead of hosting the group on Facebook, which as I just went over in my illustration, does not help build true connection because basically Facebook is focusing on distraction, so it makes money. So instead of doing it on Facebook, which is not in line with the kind of community we want, it's going to be hosted or is hosted, I should say, on Slack. And some of you may know Slack, the Slack platform from using at work. If it's new to you, don't worry. It's free. It's super easy to use. We will totally get you hooked up. But I love Slack because there's no distractions, which means we can all focus on each other. And which is where the focus needs to be, right? The whole point of being in a group to build connection is to focus on each other. And I know that I want to focus on all of you lovely ladies without having to be distracted by notifications and stories and have things just popping up everywhere and me getting sucked down rabbit trails of stuff that I don't even need to probably be reading outside the group, right? So it's on Slack because, again, it's important to be aware of how modern, some of these modern platforms just don't facilitate real connection. So instead of doing Facebook, it's on Slack. The other thing I love about Slack is that it does not run on an algorithm. So again, unlike Facebook, when you post something, everyone else in the group will see it, which means the important needs that you have, that thing you need prayer for, ASAP, we, everybody in the group will see it and it will get the attention that it deserves. Also, Slack is more organized. They have what's called channels, which if you're if you're new to Slack, you can basically think of channels as kind of like, really easily accessible subfolders or like subfeeds to help organize posts. So for example, I have a channel in there called Ask Jen. So if you want to ask me directly a question, you post it on the Ask Jen channel. Another channel is called Prayer Request. Another one is called Ask the Group if you want to ask the entire group something versus just a question aimed, you know, in particular for me. Slack allows you to instantly see what kinds of things we can share because there's predetermined channels and it's organized. So we're not hunting through some, you know, like gigantic feed looking for something that we were reading before or thought we saw and, you know, getting distracted by that feed in the process. None of that is is how Slack works. So sister, all that to say, I want you to have an online community that does everything that it can to help you really, truly connect with other women and myself. I want you to grow with Jesus like crazy. Are you in? That's the big question. And the, and the answer better be yes. Are you ready to get in on this? Again, it's totally free, totally Jesus-centered, totally community-centered group. Are you ready to get on it? And here's what you need to do to get access, and it's ridiculously easy. Go to relateescape.com online hyphen community, and I have the link in the show notes, so you can just copy and paste it and take 30 seconds on that page, you will find a very, very brief form where I ask for your name and your email address. All you do is you fill in those two fields, you hit get my invitation, and then when I have your submission from that form, which I will get instantly, um, I will be able to send you a direct invite to the Slack group. Easy peasy, will take you all of 30 seconds community friend it's right there for the taking come join us Come meet other women who are on the same journey see how wanted you are see how much you have in common see how much value you have to give lean on and support each other and get one-on-one communication with yours truly ask the questions that you've had rattling around after certain podcast episodes post your prayer requests. Let me know what your needs and thoughts are. I want to hear from you so I can better serve you because you matter. Join the group today right now as soon as this ends in about a couple seconds cuz I'm wrapping up. Okay? So again, go to relateescape.com/online-community. Links in the show notes and it's literally just 30 seconds to request your invite at the form. It's at the bottom of the page. I can't wait to meet you. I can't wait to get to know you. I can't wait to see what Jesus has in store. Cheers, sister. Hey friend, before you go, if you found value in today's episode or it blessed you in some way, it would mean the world to me if you can leave a review over on Apple Podcasts. I love hearing from all of my amazing, powerful ladies And I'm truly blessed when I get a glimpse of the incredible things God is doing in your lives. It also helps other women just like yourself find the show, allowing God to work in their lives too. Thank you so, so much. And by the way, if you want to drop me a line, you can reach me over at RelateEscape.com. Cheers.